Hi guys, this is T. Welcome to Tea Time. And today I want to talk to you about hmm, let's say maybe divine action, divine intervention. I don't know what whatever you want to call it. I'm talking about situations that happen to you and that are so I don't know, maybe so precise and so perfect that you yourself wouldn't be able to plan it. And if something like this happens to me, either for positive reasons or for negative reasons, I always see it as divine interaction. And just last week, something happened to me that was actually not very pleasant. And um, I was on my way to work and the day, the night before I went out for dinner and I gave my partner my wallet because I didn't want to take a bag with me. So my partner put my wallet into his backpack and that was a great, great, great idea because I wasn't even thinking about bringing my wallet because he wanted to treat me for dinner. And I was even debating it if I should take my wallet or if I shouldn't. And in the end, it was really good that I took my wallet because uh, when we were about to pay, or when he was about to pay, they told us that they wouldn't take any credit cards because their card machine was broken, so we needed to pay cash. And... um the most hilarious thing happened as well because um, he had only a couple of bucks. He had only 30 bucks on him and I had only seven bucks on me and uh, our total bill would have been uh, 39 actually, but they actually forgot to um, add the dip we had on the check so basically it was exactly 37 euros and I still had a little bit of scraps of money so we could actually even give a little bit of tip not a lot but yeah so I was pretty glad (laughs) I took my wallet with me but the next day when I took the public transportation going back home um I was held up at a station where there were five to seven people in a row um, checking the tickets of everybody that would pass by. And I didn't think about anything, you know, bad because I knew I had my ticket, right? (laughs) So I thought. So then I was standing in front of this man and um, I was looking into my backpack and then I remembered oh my god my wallet is not in there it's still in my boyfriend's backpack and then I was totally shocked in that moment and um and I I told him well it was really close to home I could have run home and um gotten the backpack and gotten out the wallet but they said, well, no, you didn't have a ticket, so you have to pay. 
And in that moment, I was so shocked. And I normally、um, always buy a ticket because I got busted once when I was nine years old. And since then, this is like a childhood trauma because that time I tried to hide it from my mom. And actually, there was.、Um, I had a guardian with me, but she was also only 20 at the beginning of her 20s. And、um, I remember she told me that I should buy a ticket, and I was like, nah, I don't need to buy a ticket. And actually, she should have been the one to get a ticket, but she's like, well, you'll see. And <laughs> I got my lesson, but the problem was she was scared as well because. Um, she was supposed to take care of me and she was supposed to make sure that I'm not,、um, you know, taking public transport without a ticket. So basically, we both got busted, even though she had a ticket, but she was in charge of me and she knew that my mom would freak out if she knew that she would let me take the subway without getting a ticket. So I guess it was both of us. Of our faults, and、oh, what we tried to do is, I asked my my mom's partner that time if he had the money, if I could, if he could pay the ticket because I didn't want my mom to find, or we didn't want my mom to find out, and、um, he agreed to it. But of course, he told my mom, and so. Yeah, I got into a lot of trouble. She got into a lot of trouble, and、um, I never took any public transportation without tickets since then. So I stood in front of this guy and told him I forgot my wallet, which is probably an excuse that he hears like hundred times a day. And immediately, first of all, I was shocked that I didn't have a ticket, and then I basically. Ran into the situation head on without even knowing that I did something wrong, and then the next thing that happened was he gave me a piece of paper to fill out, and I did exactly the same thing that I did when I was nine years old. I started to fill out that blank piece of paper with wrong name and address. Just slightly wrong, but still not correct. Because I thought I could get away with it, not having to pay that money. And honestly, it everything happened so fast that it was totally my subconscious taking over, and I just I was shaking, and I knew something was going on, but I wasn't able to think straight. And of course, they noticed that. <laughs> I was lying, just be, just like I was lying as a little kid, because it was not my adult that、um, was in charge in that moment. It was totally my inner child that took over, which is not an excuse at this point. I was just being stupid, and in the end,、um, they caught me, and then there were like four people standing around me, giving me a moral preach and. That I should be lucky that the police wasn't there because they would arrest me, and you know, like playing out that little authority that they actually have. So、um, the second time around, when they caught me lying, I was like, "Yes, okay, I lied,"、uh, and I gave them all my correct data, and then I went home, and then I was totally in regression. I. 
I knew it wasn't my adult that had a problem with this. It's like, oh, well, you know, 60 euros, fuck that. Um, it's not pleasant, but it's not, you know, it's not going to kill me. It's not like uh, my laptop crashed or, um, you know, the car is broken or whatever. It's 60 euros. It's inconvenient, but it's not going to kill me. But within me, there was something triggered. There was such an old wound that came up. And it was not only the situation that I had when I was nine years. There was this feeling of, this is so unfair. This is so unfair. I actually had a ticket. Um, I just didn't bring my wallet. And it's not like I forget my wallet every second day. This only happens to me. I don't know. Maybe once in three months. Maybe once a year. I hardly forget my wallet because I know how important that is. And the odds of me not having my wallet, plus the odds of actually having people to check tickets. I mean, we in Germany, we have a system where you can enter the subway um, without ticket, but you might be busted by people that go and check the tickets, just like I was. And it's not like they check every day. So most of the times, I even have a friend that doesn't buy a ticket at all. He told me that he's been... <laughs> driving without ticket for three years straight and he got busted about a month ago and he he just when the when the woman came and said uh do you have a ticket and he's like well i'll take the expensive one so he just handed out 60 bucks and that was it and he's like well they deserved it i've been driving without ticket for three years this is a like you know and and i felt it was so unfair And I was just in that mode of being that little child again. And I cried and then I tried to call people to to comfort me and nobody was available. So after, first of all, feeling um, that it was so unfair that all the odds came together that I would get busted. Um, And then the next feeling I had was the feeling of loneliness that I was sitting there and then the feeling of being a bad child because I lied. And not even that I lied, but also that I got caught lying. And it just got worse and worse. And I I knew in that moment that this inner wound was so deep and I just needed to let it out. So I was basically sitting in my living room And I was crying and sobbing and and um for me a lot of times um energy gets loose in the body by coughing and even vomiting and throwing up. This is something that is very um that most people of you might know if you've ever done an ayahuasca session. Well, with me this happens without taking ayahuasca. <laughs> If if there's a lot of stuck energy that is getting released, it um, sometimes results in me really coughing and at times even throwing up. I know this is probably some information that you're not really eager to hear, but I shared it now anyway. So sitting at home, crying my heart out and just getting into that feeling of my inner child and letting all these feelings come out and um, 
filling the bucket. After a while, there was a relief, and I could really see in front of my visual eye what happened and how hurt this inner child still was. And I took care of it and, and I nurtured it. And somehow I was able to liberate it. And then the weirdest thing happened, which might sound uh, really strange and scary um, if, I, if I say it out loud, but it died. And, but it wasn't bad. Like it didn't feel like it was a bad thing. It felt like it was a liberation from these old traumas and these old pains. And I'm not saying that my inner child in general died, but this very, very hurt part of me um, that felt treated unfairly in uh, so many situations growing up, um, not understanding why I would be punished in several moments and several situations where um, especially my dad thought that I was mocking or that I was uh, provoking, which was never my intention. And I felt that this feeling of of being punished, not even, you know, running into the punishment, not even knowing what I've done wrong until the moment that I've noticed that I've done something wrong. <laughs> and anyway, like these feelings were rooted in so deep and suddenly I, I kind of put my this part of my inner child to rest and um and I, it was pretty intense, but I felt in the same time, I knew that it was a really important process that I was going through in that moment. And I would weep for my inner child like a mother that loses her child. And so at the beginning, I was weeping as the child. And then later on, I was weeping as an adult that loses a child. And... I came to a point where I rationally couldn't understand what was going on with myself anymore, but I would just take it and I would just process it and I would just, you know, the process started already and I would just not, I would just not stop it and I would just see where it takes me. And in the end, um... In the end of the day, I was super exhausted and I was like, wow, what <laughs> a little situation can trigger in you. And um, my partner called me and told me that um, uh, his, he told his dad about the situation because he called at the same time when I called him and told him the story. And for a lucky coincidence, he just had was a little um thicker on on cash in that moment and he said well give me her her um bank details so I can transfer money to her and that notice I got when my partner got home and this is another confirmation that the situation that I was placed in really happened for my own good and even though it seemed like a horrible situation for me at first 
the way what it triggered in me was so deep and so profound that um it was so healing if i could see it in that way if i could if i could see the gift in that situation and in the end like before my partner came home i even thought well i could have gone to um a shamanic session or for some workshop for 60 euros and um we probably would have gotten to the same point but maybe not as severe <laughs> as the real life trigger so i basically also accepted the fact that it would cost me money and then um i get this information that somebody's actually taking care of the money part so i didn't even lose that money and i believe that um if we don't have money to go and see a healer or a coach or whoever um that life will definitely provide us with the situations that we need to come across in order for us to heal wounds if we are willing to see the gift in it and if we don't stop us from feeling those emotions that they might trigger if we allow ourselves to really sit there and a funny thing was actually after a while there was a a friend that I called and that called me back and in the end I was I was still crying and sobbing so much and at the end I felt like I needed to comfort her because I was just so much in my emotions and she wanted me to stop she wanted me to laugh she wanted me to not take it so serious and in the end I kind of felt like I I needed to comfort her that it's okay that I'm crying you know because we're so not used to uh, people being in touch with their most inner emotions and I I mean I was crying not like an adult I it was it was an ugly cry it was like a, a child cries you know and um whining and and just you know snotty nose and on the whole program the whole thing so basically what i'm trying to say is if you for whatever reason and i've been there uh, i think in the first year on getting to know and explore spirituality i spent so much money on workshops and this and that and there's so much out there you know and you just want to get to know everything and but after a while i i was so broke because all my money went into all these spirituality and things and after a year or one and a half years i i knew myself i i mean i knew a lot myself already so i told myself well i want to go and exchange with people i want to um not spend that much money anymore on these kinds of things because i i just can't afford it anymore honestly so um what happened was i got to know a lot of gifted other people and we went into exchange a lot and now basically it's just life it's just what's happening around me and a lot of times i don't need big triggers to know um that 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 I have a wound and I can heal my wounds and 
So if if things like this happen to you, where you feel like these coincidences that this and this happened to my life is so um, is so coincidental that you can't plan it, it's probably uh, divinely guided, and maybe you can find the gift in it. So anyway, that's my story of me getting busted um, without ticket in the subway. All right, guys, take care. Bye.